0: Another bonus podcast. Tucker, I need you to hit mute too. We got a little reverberation going ah. on to come so hit that hit that mute button. Um, we are joined by the Carolina kids, Tucker Holloway and Stephen Gosnell. Stephen Gosnell is a six foot two senior out of Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. By way of the University of North Carolina, he has 16 catches this year for 223 yards good for 13.9 yards per catch best game of his career so far this last week six catches 75 yards and um, he did ask if that this interview was going to be over facetime when we scheduled it so no no facetime over here We, we we are official like tissue as the kids say and then tucker holloway look you know tucker he's been holding it down on punt return which virginia tech ranks second in the ACC with 13.5 yards per return. Welcome to the show, you two. How are we doing? Tucker, how's it going? Nice hat. Knew you'd show up with a nice hat. Yes,
1: sir. Doing great, man. It's great to be back on. Um, just love being on this podcast and, and working with you. So, yeah, doing awesome. Great to be back on.
0: Steven, guys, now, how are you, man? Is it? It's got to almost be time for a haircut.
2: Listen, I'm doing great, but this
0: hair is not getting cut throughout the season not shaving
2: either, you know, not to like get a ponytail, but yeah, I'm doing great. Um Thank you for having me on. You know, I, I see all y'all stuff. I love y'all stuff on social media. So yeah, beyond the, chop it up a little bit, I'm definitely excited.
0: Awesome. Well, first of all, I know you guys both stopped in for a Virginia slice at Benny's today. I would ask you how it was, but Stephen and I were chatting it up. Tucker, I know you. You touch all the bases. You go to sunsets. You try all the restaurants. You do it all. Stephen has never been to Benny's, so this was his first experience at Benny's. So I need the I need the full review, Stephen. Give it. Give me what? How was it? How was the experience?
2: Um, it was a good experience. I think
0: I, I've been around there before. I just ain't never had the pizza. Like
2: I've never seen a pizza slice that big. I was like, oh, man, but uh, it was pretty good pizza. You know, if I'm giving it like a rating. Uh, it's probably gonna be like a seven one, you know, which isn't bad, but uh, overall, good experience. Uh, there,
0: I gotta tell you, the score absolutely goes up as the time gets later and later, and the time awake uh, goes later, and later. So, um, just make sure you hit that mute button, Steven, because I'm getting you. What do you got? Yeah, you got geez, like a Mac? What, what, what kind of computer are we rocking, Steven? <laughs> It's
2: the computer they they gave me
0: when you come to school. It's uh, what is it, a Dell? <laughs>
2: That's
0: what they we gave need, me. We need we need a Mac N I L deal for Steven Gosnell. We gotta we ah, gotta make that real. happen.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, all, all I'm gonna say is I went I went to do that thing at Benny's today and I had zero intention of eating any pizza. And by the time I left I had eaten like two whole pieces and that massive. I mean I don't know
0: so I don't know if you guys know. Zero intention, but I don't know if you guys know. I did eat pizza off of the ground this weekend at the football game um it did five have a rule no it was it was on the ground for way longer than five
3: seconds then it's a 50 it, second
0: rule it, it was not my pizza and it was on the ground for way more than five seconds but i do it again i said it last time um so look hokey fans any bennies anytime call them up blacksburg charleston pittsburgh richmond charlottesville wherever order a pie mention sons of saturday you get five dollars off of your pie what an incredibly fun weekend in lane stadium this was an absolute blast lots of positivity to talk about um but first i want to talk about the body language i want to talk about the swagger i want to talk about the moxie um through the first four weeks very transparently my biggest concern necessarily wasn't the final score offense or defense, it was the body language. And these past three weeks, I have loved the brand of football that you've played, that you've played. Um, you walk different, you celebrate differently together. Um, you carry yourselves differently. You, um, Steven, can you tell me a little bit about what kind of what it went into that? Um, Cause just visually, if you don't look at the score, you don't look at the stats, you don't look at anything and you just look at how you guys walk and talk and interact. It's completely different.
2: Yeah, that's a good, that's actually a great point you brought up. Cause I remember, I remember that Marshall game, one of the biggest things our coaches brought up was like, when we're doing good things, like we're not, like we're not getting excited enough and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're not walking around like we own stuff and stuff like that so i think after that game um that was the biggest thing that i think we needed to fix you know we needed to have energy so i remember the next couple of weeks at practice it was just an energetic practice like every time somebody's making a play we're celebrating things like that and then um it's been the mentality like throughout the play like people finishing runs like katie like when you see him run the ball he's not he's not looking to avoid nobody he's, he's lowering his shoulder so I think that you know that's contagious throughout the whole offense and the team, um, changing their mindset and how they're approaching, um, you know, and having that like hammer uh, mindset throughout the team.
0: No, it's it's fun watching it's fun watching Tyron run the ball because he's only concerned with getting ten yards and then running over whoever he can find. But Tucker, I want to talk to you about um, this offseason. We talked about the wide receiver room working to get chemistry with both quarterbacks. Um, so you spent a lot of time with Kyron just through that where would you say he has made the biggest leap from the beginning of fall camp to this week now where he's fourth in the country in PFF
3: yeah
1: so first thing that comes to mind and this might be a little bit selfish but it it's something I think about because I I ended up with the ball so let me just like look at one play we can literally look at one play and look at the the way that he's grown and developed as a quarterback uh, from the spring to the fall, to the, to the the season. I remember in the spring, he was still trying to kind of like figure everything out, you know, figure out the offense, go through his reads. And then the fall, like fall camp got better and better. Um, And then like now uh, I know that it was, it was a big time play that he made in the game. But when he threw, um, he threw that over route to me towards the end of the game against Wake this past weekend, like that's that's the last read in that play. Like I'm I'm the backside receiver, uh, coming across the field. It's a field uh, concept. He's reading uh, first and then coming all the way back to the backside of me. Um, and if that wasn't me, like I'm not trying to say because it was me, but who whoever that was, like that's an awesome play. And I think that a lot of other people and uh, have already highlighted that play. But to see a quarterback. Uh, go through those type of reads and come all the way back to his last read and and hit a guy coming across the field um, when the the motion of the play is is going to the field. Uh, it's just really cool to see, and I think um, it's it's been something where he's gained confidence because of it just going through his reads and and the progressions. Um, but then also just it it uh, it encourages the rest of the guys to to make sure that they're getting their job done because, when you when you got a quarterback who goes through all his reads you never know when the ball can come to you and so it makes us compete at a higher level as far as just you know um a lot of times you're on the backside of something you may just want to take a play off but when you got a quarterback who can extend the play like that um and make make those reads go through his progression and hit you know a a third fourth uh guy read coming across the field something like that like that's uh you're playing big time ball then and that's uh you know why he's, he's done so well and um, that he's making big time plays like he is.
0: I think what's been interesting this year, and I'd love to hear y'all both talk about this. We'll start with you, Stephen. but, um, basically right when the season starts, you lose Nick Gallo, you lose Ali Jennings, um, two leaders of the team and two of probably the more productive players on the team. Can you tell me what kind of role they have played from a leadership standpoint as, you know, a lot of young guys who maybe weren't thinking they were going to play a lot or really even play at all, have now had to step into critical roles. So um, what has their role been, even though they're not able to contribute on the field on Saturdays or Thursdays?
2: Um, Yeah, I guess I'll start with this one. Yeah, um, it's definitely impressive um, what they're doing for how uh, limited they are physically. Like Gallo, you know, he just started walking without crutches. Um, He's my roommate, so it's been easier uh, him getting around at all now. Um, but yeah, he, he comes to the hotel on fr- Fridays before the game. He travels with the team on the uncomfortable plane. He's always motivating guys, like, you know, clapping it up and everything. And Ollie's the same way. He's in always he's always in our position meetings. And if, you know, he sees something like in practice he can correct or something. He's gonna say it to the younger guys. Um, and from a mentality standpoint, he's always, you know, giving his thoughts of like all right, what can we do? Better mentality, well, uh mentally wise, and then like what are under, what other on the game um, and things like that. So I think uh, both of them, you know, um, have definitely provided their presence. Um, you know what I'm saying? Their feel uh, them just being there helps a lot.
0: I'm going to switch it for you, Tuck. Um, with the success over these last few weeks, I would be remiss not to ask you about the first four weeks. Um, and I think there is a disconnect between fans thinking that what they say exists in an echo chamber. And you understand this, like with, with, with performance, people react to it. So I'm not saying that it's incorrect, but as a team, your culture and your togetherness is really, really tested when everybody has something negative to say about you guys, about your coaches, about everything. So how are you guys able to not pay attention to any of that and then come out and get to the team that you guys are now from the Pittsburgh game to going to Florida State and playing admirably and beating Wake Forest. How are you guys able to push through that adversity and not let all of the outside noise get to you guys?
3: Um,
1: yeah, the biggest thing, and this is preached in all of our meetings. Um, it's preached in our team meetings. It's preached in our uh, position meetings. Uh, it's just like who we got is who's, who's inside inside this room. And figuratively speaking, like when we're in the team room, like at the end of the day, Hokie Nation is amazing. Like we have all the support in the world. But at the end of the day, like the ones who are going out and putting in the work, the ones who are in the meetings every day, the ones who are on that field on Saturday, like that's the guys that we got. Um, And so whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, like you're with the same dudes. And that's the same dudes that you're also with in winter workouts when no one's around and, and in the summer when we're here and no one else is here. Um, And so just leaning on one another and and making sure that we feed off of each other, uh, whether that's just being steady or that's bringing, bringing, you know, extra energy when it's needed and we're kind of in a bowl. Um, But yeah, just, I mean, that's something that we preach every, like every day is just like the guys that what we got is what we need, you know? Um, And so just sticking together through the highs, through the lows, through ebbs and flows, um, you know, no matter what happens, just as long as we can, stick together and just keep making incremental improvements. Um, We know that we're going to be able to, to pull those investments out on Saturday. So yeah, just, just sticking together. That's the, that's the biggest thing that we just continue to preach from the coaches to the players, uh, to everybody.
3: You're muted. You're muted. You're, You're muted. muted. You're muted. you I was so I was so
0: taken aback by the good answer and the bar that you dropped. The highs and the lows, the ebbs and the flows. Did you do? Did you do that on purpose?
1: I honestly, I didn't. I wasn't trying to rhyme, but it was just like I said highs and lows, and then not
2: wanted to that, say I, that, bro. Uh, Coach,
1: Coach Coach Bowen always says ebbs and flows, and so I, like it it clicked in my mind. And I, said it, I had to give you that, credit
0: because I know in the back yeah, of your head that. you were just like, oh man, I just, I nah, gave a good ride. That was good. <laughs> um, but,
3: hey,
1: hey, as soon as I said that, I'll, I, I felt like uh Jalen Hurts, the way Jalen Hurts okay. talks in press. He just be talking Instagram <laughs> captions.
0: So, Stephen, guys, now, I mean, we don't really know each other, but I thought your last presser was very funny because everybody is saying, like, man, every time this guy catches a ball, a ball, it's for a first down. And you get up there and you're just like, well, you know, probably not every ball that I catch is a first down. You know, probably not everyone. So I want to ask you, um, and, you know, perception is not always reality. It does feel like your, every ball you catch goes for a first down. How many of your 16 catches do you think have ended in first downs? Fourteen. Okay, wow, okay. I thought you were going to go lower than that. So I actually did I actually did the research. The correct answer is 12. Okay but, okay. but two of them were 1 yard short of a first down and one of them were 2 yards short of a first down. So basically, you okay. almost have 15. Oh, okay. Pretty impressive. pretty impressive.
2: I thought, okay.
0: Um so that's what we love about Stephen Gosnell. he catches first downs. Love first downs. What do we love about Tucker Holloway? Awesome punt returner, but it goes further than that. Tucker, on punt, I feel like, I feel like you have two goals. I'm either going to score a touchdown or I'm voluntarily going to opt into a car crash with somebody that's 30 or 40 pounds heavier than I am um, at the end of every single punt. And to your credit, you take a very large hit from a very large human and you pop right up. So I just want to understand what's going through your brain when you do that. um, And how do you continue to do it over and over and over again?
1: Yeah. So for me, I remember last year, my mindset in punt return, uh, honestly, they kind of just put me out there at first, just to catch the ball because we needed a guy out there to consistently catch the ball. Um, And so like last year, my whole mindset, Uh, until like I had a good game I scored was just kind of like me and the ball just get the just catch the ball get it back to the offense um this year it's kind of changed a little bit um just with maturity and getting older and knowing what's expected um and trying to make a big play like I tried to tell myself like just be dangerous like make a play like this is a great opportunity to to make a play um and give my team a spark and so I've taken a lot more chances this year Uh, than I did last year where a lot of times, you know, I just would have fair caught the ball. Um, But yeah, no, I, man, I've gotten smacked a few times this year and it's been great. It's it's one of those things that uh, I don't know. It's just, it gets you going. It kind of wakes me up. um, And if less that, you know, taking a chance, either I'm, either I'm going to get smacked or I'm going to break a tackle. I'm going to make a play and, and I'm gone. And so, uh, either way, like, I don't mind either of those. They're, they're fine. If I get smacked, it just wakes me up, gets me ready to go for the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, it being the punt returner, it's it's awesome. Everybody on the field is is watching you and you're in control, you know, and it's uh, being able to trust those other guys that they're going to get their job done. And then uh, just trying to tell myself, like, just be dangerous and make a play, you know, um, give my team a spark. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the goal is just to, to always uh, – to always return, return the ball. You know, it gets shut down, and they do good at coverage and coverage sometimes. But um, in my mind, that's how it's kind of changed this year, and it's led to me getting smacked a few times. But I've, I've loved every bit of it. Just trying to, uh, yeah, like I said, be dangerous, make a play, uh, give my team a spark, and you know, that's the opportunity I've been given a lot. So, yeah. Hey guys, this is Ali Jennings the third, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. Time for fun.
0: Rapid fire, gonna let you guys go on your bye week, but we can't do this without rapid fire this week. Uh, Steven, you're gonna go first for all of these, so just don't forget to go back on mute. Yeah,
3: I got you. you. So,
0: rapid fire, what is the bye week activity this week?
2: Ooh, the bye week activity Saturday. I'm gonna be sitting on my couch all day watching college football, and then that night we got a we got UFC 294. Usman versus Chamaev, and we got, um, Islam versus Volkanovsky.
0: I'm fired up that you are a UFC guy. My brother is huge on UFC, and I was, like, late to the party, and then I was like, wait, it really is, it really is the best sport out
2: there. It's, bro, it's so great. I'm addicted.
0: (laughs) Uh, Tucker, same thing for you? Uh, first of all, uh, golf, played golf
1: today, played, uh, (laughs) Played Auburn Hills had it's just I don't know something about it for me I think a lot of people play and they like just take it too seriously and actually get where they think they're having free time and you know taking a load off or putting a load on but for me I just go out there and just really have fun with it just enjoy it relax um just have fun and then when it comes to Saturday Saturday I'll be doing pretty much the exact same thing that Stephen's doing I might even be at his house or we might be at my house it's gonna be a UFC party. For sure, Saturday night, so um yeah, definitely the same thing. Just gonna try to get off my feet, relax a little bit, you know, and try to make sure we're getting our bodies back and getting ready for uh, for next week. so yeah,
0: it's a good slate of college football this week, so it's a good one to sit on the couch and watch. Um, what is the song of fall? I feel like in high school, it's you it was a meek mill song. It would just take over the fall. It's always on the it's always on the radio for, the song of fall for me right now is more than a feeling by by Boston. I've I've been just crushing that song all fall, but what has been y'all's song of the fall, Steven? That's a good
2: question. For me, oh.
1: i go go ahead talk. I am going to think about this one. Uh I think that I I don't know. I listen to so many different uh, genres of music, but I'm going to have to go with every fall it gets me in that uh it gets me in that um um I'm not gonna lie, I just completely had it and then I blanked. I'm gonna go straight to my Spotify real quick. Yeah, that new Zach Bryan uh album. I gotta get it's funny, me and Steven actually we roommate we're roommates in the hotels nights before game uh games and I I bring my speaker and we just be listening to uh to Zach Bryan. We had one like one of the pit game, the night game, we had like a Three-hour break in the middle of the day, so we went outside and walked around in the grass, got some grounding and played some Zach Bryan. So I feel like that's a go-to, like fall, cool. Tucker, weather. you're
0: dude, you're such a hippie. <laughs> you
2: really <laughs> no, that, that, hey, that's he <laughs> hey, it's him. Hey, it's crazy. Is he's got me on. I didn't know who he was like at the like in summer or nothing. And I started listening, I'm like, because I haven't liked country music for like eight years. Uh-huh. And I started listening to Zach Bryan. I was like, okay, he's good. So wasn't I was
0: music. no, no, he's not a hippie because of the music. He's a hippie because, hey, we had a three hour break, went outside, got yeah. some grounding.
2: Hey, listen, listen. I, I put everyone onto yeah. the grounding. You gotta, you gotta get you, your grounding you going. What,
0: what is that? What, sell me so, on grounding. So, yeah,
2: you got to, like, take your shoes off or anything. you got to connect your feet to the earth. The way that, like, your electrons start moving and, like, energy throughout your body, it reduces inflammation. It literally makes you feel good. Like, if you're drowsy, like, it's a magical feeling. Like, I notice it for sure. I try to do it every day. Um, Most game days, I usually don't get a chance unless we're at the hotel or at home and it's, like, an 8 p.m. game. I can go out of there, throw my shoes off. Get some ground again.
0: How long do you have to ground?
2: I mean, it's literally like five minutes, and you can like feel the effects.
0: Also, I'm gonna go outside and ground tomorrow. I, I, that's a promise. Tomorrow, I'm gonna go ground. No shoes, no socks. With the leaves on the ground too.
2: Like today, it felt. I felt even more energy. The
0: leaves add. The (laughs) leaves add to the experience. That's from my
2: experience.
0: Okay, all right. I'll give that. I'll give that a shot. Um, did
3: science. you
2: come
0: up with a song yet? <clears throat>
3: um,
2: for me, like the song always this through, since literally for me, the boys of fall, Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. listen, that's a good one. I listen to that song
1: before every game. I, I almost that said that. I almost said yeah. that. I'm not lying. I really did
3: almost say that.
0: I want to know. So there's Pat and I have had a debate. I I like Zach Bryan. I really really do. But Pat thinks that we as a <laughs> Pat thinks Lane Stadium should start playing "Revival" by Zach Bryan in the stadium. Um, that would be that would be hard. You think they so? Played it at floor One, floor one floor of, floor. of his live versions, like one of his live versions. Yeah, because the because like, the studio oh, no, version no, is didn't. too slow.
2: Studio version isn't good. If if they did one of the live ones, I, that 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 would, that would get no, the
1: crowd. No, I, I was tripping. I was wrong. They played it at Marshall, and the whole crowd mm. was singing it. It was going crazy. Yeah. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. They, somebody's already done that. They played it at Marshall and everybody was. In.
0: I, I have to give Pat credit. He was an early adopter. He said we should do this like early August. I just think that the gap, like you have to have full adoption for it to be good. And it's so like, it's kind of like a, I don't want to call it a lullaby, but it's not really like it's, it's the totally other end of the spectrum from Enter Sandman. but <laughs> if we did get full adoption, it would be good. Um, Tucker, you've already played this game. Steven Gosnell, dinner with four people, dead or alive. Who are they and where are you going?
2: Ooh, I like this. Dinner with four people, dead or alive. All right, I'm going Connor McGregor. Um, I'm going. Mm, I'm going JFK. Wow. Um, who else am I going with? I've said two, right?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm going, um, dead or alive. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he was a Japanese samurai. Oh, I forgot his name. (laughs) All right, we'll go to someone else. I can't think of his name. Uh, dang, this is a hard
3: question. Um, Uh,
0: probably go. Man, pick anybody. <laughs> I'm probably oh, sorry. This, I'll probably this is go supposed uh, to be
1: rapid fire.
2: Jerry Rice and then, uh, or so I'm sorry.
0: Um, there's no wrong answer.
2: And then we're probably going. Joe Rogan.
0: Okay. That's a fun group. Joe Rogan and JSK a... at a dinner together would be, would be. You don't know I mean you don't even have to talk. You just listen to them to talk. No, no, no. I was, I wouldn't plan on talking. No, um, Tucker. This is not a question. It's more of a statement. Um, no one else will say it. Do I gotta I say either. where we're going to? What do you mean? What? Where we're going? I gotta say that too. Oh yes, you're right. My bad, dude. Where, where are yeah, you going? Yeah. We're going to focus child. Yeah. <laughs> He knew he knew where he wanted to go. He just didn't know who he wanted to bring. He knew exactly um, where he wanted to go. So, Tucker, look, this is not a question. It's more of a statement. Um, no one else will say it. I will. Look, not a ton of white punt returners out there. Um, just appreciate you holding it down. Appreciate you holding it down, trendsetter. Uh, is there anybody Appreciate that you. you is there anybody that you have looked up to in that space? Um, I mean, Wes Welker and um, Julian Edelman go on the podcast all the time, yeah. And you know, it's rarefied air. Um, but is there anybody that you kind of look up to in that group, or um, yeah. you're yeah, kind of like yeah, the yeah. Buzz Aldrin of this, or whoever walked the moon first? I can't remember what his Shoot. name was.
1: Shoot, that's sick. I do appreciate the, the compliment. That means a lot. I mean, um, you
0: got it. You know, me and Steven
1: try to put on for the people. But um, uh, <laughs> um I would say more since I got in like uh, a little bit later in college, I started watching a little bit more of the Julian Elliman. Also, mm-hmm. since I'm number 11, like I don't know what it yeah. was. Something about just kind of like we do the same thing. He's number 11. I never really paid attention to him too much because I was uh I low key was a like Tom Brady uh hater when he was with the Patriots winning all, all the Super Bowls. But anyways, uh yeah, I started watching him a little bit more and just kinda uh I don't know, yeah, like you were saying that he's gotten on more podcasts and stuff like that, like he's a cool dude. I'll try to um listen to some of his stuff and just see the way that he approaches the game. It's pretty cool. So um, yeah, no, I do appreciate the, the compliment, though, trying to hold it down. We're going to try to make some more plays before the season's over. Um, so, yeah, just holding it down.
0: Um, Halloween is coming up. What is the best and the worst trick-or-treat candy? Steven, we'll start with you.
3: Um, let me see here. Uh, best,
2: I guess we're going Reese's. Um, and then worst, if you, that you're given any like sour candy, like, I, I don't like sour candy. I like chocolate and stuff like yeah. that.
1: Talk. Mm, best candy. Uh, man, the best candy. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you just can't go wrong with, with chocolate stuff at Halloween. I feel like mm. it, I already love chocolate but something about Halloween having that chocolate Reese's, different Reese's, Hershey's, Snickers, Milky Way, all that all that good stuff, Twix, I don't know. I feel like I just love the chocolate stuff. Um, worst candy? Oh, I hate uh I I can't stand coconut since I was a kid. Like I remember I ate coconut on accident one time actually cuz I thought it was chocolate, you know, like almond joys or whatever.
0: You'll start remember, to like remember. almond joy. No, you'll start to like almond joy when you get older. Yeah. I didn't like it when I, it when I was younger. Yeah, like but
1: it. I just remember I'd like I, I thought it was a chocolate bar and I ate it one time when I was a kid. Yeah. And I then I could taste it. it was like yeah. coconut and I threw up. I was like 10. Oh ever since then it ever since then it like ruined me on coconut.
3: But I now think if I'm you getting
1: back in- to where
0: Yeah, if you bite into an almond joy expecting it just to be chocolate, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, you're gonna be upset. Yeah that's upset that's understandable i'll say this this isn't really candy but in my town they used to hand out like spare change like they'd give you like 13 cents which i thought was kind of <laughs> cheating but Somebody i have to wonder if you go back now with inflation they might be hanging out like handing out like ten dollar bills so i might need to dress up like a kid in Shoot, a ghost. You yeah. yeah
1: you need to go back home for that see if it's yeah. doing that gig
0: um costumes Anybody dressing up for Halloween or best costume that you've ever had?
2: Oh. What's crazy is I've so this is crazy but I've never been trick or treating so I've never
0: had a costume. <laughs> Wow, you've never been trick or treating? No, I've never not been trick or treating.
2: No, You should
0: go you should go this year. You should go over in Christiansburg, dress up. Shave your beard. Actually, don't shave your beard and put a GoPro on it. Actually, good. think that would be really funny. <laughs> um, I can't believe that. Never been trick-or-treating. Wow. Tucker, what about you? Man, I can't.
1: I definitely have been trick-or-treating. I can't really remember, like, all the different things I dressed up as as a kid. But the one I remember, because it was just, like, painful, was I dressed up as, a, like, a mummy. But I can remember what we did was we, like – wrap my entire body in toilet paper first but then like to get it to stay on we we took like this that white tape like paint tape i guess you know the yeah. tape you put on walls i don't know and we like wrapped my whole entire body in that but i just remember it ended up just being really painful because like i couldn't move at first and then i was trying to like like the tape was like sticking to me and it was all over my head we had tried to like put a ski mask on and then wrap it around my head but it, it was a terrible idea um that's the only one I really remember, which is means the other ones are probably just kind of, I don't know, a lot better too. But I definitely did trick-or-treat growing up. It's uh I stopped a long time ago though. Yeah. I'll uh I'll probably be sitting on the couch on, on Halloween. But
0: uh last two questions and we'll let you guys go. Uh what is the biggest? I love this question. I did not come up with this, but I love this question. What is the biggest or most aggressive animal that you feel like you could beat hand-to-hand? Oh, the most aggressive that I could beat hand-to-hand? A big or aggressive, just like the the the, the like the baddest animal you feel confident you could beat up. Probably
2: like a smaller cougar. Once it gets beyond <laughs> that.
0: It's I like, don't know, bro. I don't
2: know. I don't know, bro. A cougar is going to dice you up.
0: If you get his neck, I think you're fine. Like a Yeah, and if cougar. he gets your neck, it's a wrap. If yeah, you true. grab its neck, one neck one it's claw. clawing your face. Oh, like that's it's good. Clawed.
2: Yeah, that's true. Shoot, it'd have probably be a dog then.
0: Even a dog? I mean, you just stick your, your fist down its throat, you know? So I guess. Um, I got chased by a pit bull in Florida when I was visiting my brother. Um, oh, I say this because
2: I saw a video of a dude actually like strangle a cougar. So I was like, okay. That's so you were like, so you were like,
0: I could do it. well when you watch the fights on Saturday. Are you gonna if is, if is, is, uh Machair yeah, never- or whatever knocks somebody out? You like, oh, I could do, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can do that, that. that dude may
2: have been a very well trained, like uh, <laughs> black belt jujitsu or something.
0: What kind of internet are you on where you're watching people strangle cougars? I want to know what 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 websites. Hey, what websites Steve dude,
1: you, you never know what you come. Some crazy tweets.
2: <laughs> you, I don't know what I come across. <laughs>
0: uh Tucker, what about you? Uh, He's going to say that's something. That's a great like, question. I'm, I'm one with nature. I would never fight an animal. Heck
1: no. That's the opposite. I mean, I, shoot, I killed my first bear when I was seven, man. Don't get it twisted. Okay. So, uh, not a bear, though, that's for sure. Um, I mean, probably. We're talking about aggressive animals.
0: Like like the animal knows that it it's it, it's killing you or or you're killing it. We're getting in it's a fight. Like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's one or the other. One somebody Can you get got a kangaroo. It. No, Shoot, it's bro. A kangaroo, kangaroo those kangaroo things is, are freaking crazy. crushing you. Yeah. I
2: yeah. also that dude the dude took his dog back from one the other day. He, yeah, yeah, the he kangaroo didn't it, trying though. to kill, him. <laughs> he didn't oh, kill okay. it. trying to kill it. Yeah. He took his dog.
1: Size uh, of yeah, God, right. I mean, I don't know. It's it's going to end up, I'm sure, just being like a, a dog or something. Cause I don't, I can't think of any like aggressive animal like that. That,
3: mm-hmm. you know, I
1: think a coot, like when you're talking about some type of cougar, small cougar, I think that's kind of like you got a chance there. It's going to dice you up. You're going to be cut up, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. there's a chance that you can, I don't know.
0: So just just know. a heads up. Just a heads up, Stephen. Uh, a a full grown kangaroo is eight feet tall and weighs two hundred pounds, and they can like they like they can they can fly. Like this is you know it, it's literally gonna stand on its on it's tail and kick you in the face. Like yeah, I don't, we'll, know. Scr- we'll scratch that one. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um. <clears throat> all right, last question I have for you guys, uh, and I appreciate y'all's time. Thank you so much. Last podcast, uh, you mentioned how the white girls would love an acai bowl shop yes. in Blackburg. Um, well, you know what the white girls are loving right now. It is pumpkin spice lattes. Are you all in or out on seasonal coffees, and which one is your favorite?
2: I Actually, hey, um, we got a little coffee machine in our coach's lounge, so I go in there and get my coffee. And it was a, it was like one of the Starbucks flavored like pumpkin uh, K cups. It's like I'll try this out. Let's see what it's about. And it was actually pretty fire. So, I'm in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to try that that K cup out because I haven't had a pumpkin spice latte since I don't know. It's got a, years. I just I the ones that I've had, I don't remember how long ago it was that I had it, but it was just too much for me. Um, I just like a, a good coffee with just maybe like two sugars or something in it. So it may be a creamer, uh cream, but yeah, I'm not a big, like sweet, crazy, sweet coffee guy here and there. I get some, but seasonal stuff, I'm not big on it, but I don't know. I also haven't tried, I haven't tested the waters enough to actually say yes or no, you know, like, I don't think I have enough credibility there.
0: So it could be it could be -50 degrees outside and I'm a cold coffee guy. If you like, it, like if you want to try Ooh. something but you don't want to be overpowered by the sweetness, pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks is Ooh. fantastic. I would go I would go try that out. Um y'all can do better than the K-Cups now. Come on. We you know, we can't be raving about K-Cup coffee here. Hey, we
1: we both had Starbucks today. Me and Stephen had Starbucks today. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, but it's like when I'm Starbucks,
0: I got it.
1: Very superstitious about my order though. Mm-hmm. It's like we, gotta support, order.
0: we gotta support local though. You guys gotta go down to Mill Mountain. I don't even know if we have another another chain one, but i I, you know, I go to Starbucks on so Blacksburg too. So anyway, guys, super fired up. Um, I've had a ton of fun in Lane Stadium the last two weeks. Let's make it three. I can't wait to go to uh, I can't wait to go to Syracuse. Keep up the awesome work, and yeah, um, I'm sure we'll talk soon appreciate
1: you like
3: we'll see Free y'all time. there Thursday night can't wait thank you, appreciate you for having us it's time to wander tripping in the sand we smoke out windows drink till we can't stand but I saw you dance like you want to in my head Love, Said it. Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Please don't go. let it sink and trash your friend's place. Wake up the next day and do it again. And all that she said is, and all that she said is enough to reach out to you. Take a hit. It started.